Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Dr. Yelena Jenchigan. I'm a medical oncologist at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center focused in upper GI malignancies. And it's a pleasure to be able to update you on the current standard for first-line treatment of metastatic HER2 negative gastric and gastroesophageal adenocarcinoma. So by way of background, the last two years have been quite transformative in our disease, and the current ASCO and CCN guidelines really incorporate use of anti-PD-1 therapy in first-line cytotoxic chemotherapy combination. So the typical backbone is fluoropyrimidine and platinum chemotherapy, or Folfox or or KPOX, and then we add anti-PD-1 therapy to it, and we have approvals both for nivolumab and pembrolizumab in first-line setting. Both, uh, you know, pembrolizumab is approved both in HER2-positive and HER2-negative disease. So a lot of discussion comes into the cutoff for treatment of these first-line patients. As you recall, the FDA approved those agents irrespective of pdl one status. And also by way of background, we know that majority of our patients, more than close to 80% overexpress pdl one to some degree in their tumor. So then the question is, where do you draw that cutoff? And that's where all the guidelines, the expert guidelines from ASCO and NCCN uh, come in. For example, currently, most guidelines restrict use of uh, these agents or recommends considering restricting use of these agents for patients with higher PDL1 overexpression, with PDL1 at least CPS1 or greater. And these are the guidelines that are summarized here. So, what led to this data? Well, the first study was Checkmate 649 data that randomized patients across three arms, and we're looking at Fulfox Nevo versus Fulfox arm. This was a global study that enrolled patients irrespective of PDL1 status, and then patients were uh, stratified by PDL1 status with a primary endpoint of uh, treatment and PDL1 CPS5 or greater in the outcomes, both of OS and progression-free survival. So it's nice for the first time to be able to report, you know, in clinical trials, three and four and five-year follow-up data. So this is 36 months of three-year follow-up data. And as you can see here, the hazard ratio for PDL1 CPS5 or greater population biomarker selection helps identify patients who do uh, better on these regimens, hazard ratio of 0.7. So the curves separate early and sustained separation of the curve with 13% of uh, patients versus 8% alive at 36 months. And the shape of the curve is very similar for all randomized patients because that 60% of patients are CPS5 or greater. So the shape is similar, uh, but the hazard ratio is 0.79, suggests that perhaps selecting patients in some way may be helpful after all. The overall survival is also improved. The median delta is uh, improved 14.4 versus 11.1 months in uh, CPS 5 or greater and 13.7 versus 11.6 months. But again, what we really get excited about is this long-term survivors, 17% in unselected patient population are uh, uh, surviving at 36 months, which is uh, the best start standard. This is the first trial uh, that showed that we can cross the median overall survival threshold of one year. Historically, phase three studies in, in this disease showed uh, only nine months median survival and so forth. 
Keynote 859 recently uh, read out, and this was a similar study looking at pembrolizumab, also an unselected population, also global study, large study, looking at with, again, oxaliplatin backbone, which is what really, really should be using in patients. Uh, They tolerate it much better than cisplatin. And uh, looking overall and CPS 1 or greater and CPS uh, 10 or greater, almost identical sort of data and trend. And once again, we know that a higher PD-L1 overexpression heralds better outcome, but also in low PD-L1 overexpression, even CPS1 patients, maybe uh, there's some benefit, hazard ratio 0.74. For CPS10 uh, or greater, uh, the Pembroke chemotherapy resulted in median OS of 15.7 months. I mean, that's really a great data. Uh, but even in all comers, uh, the median OS is the 12.9, which is uh, for the first time able to cross that one-year mark is very satisfying. The secondary endpoints of PFS, overall response rate and disease control rate are all improved with addition of anti-PD-1 to chemotherapy, highlighting the importance of use. The, the delta here for pd one CPS1 uh, or greater, uh, overall response rate improvement at approximately 10% is uh, really clinically meaningful. So in summary, it's important to understand the use of anti-PD-1 therapy is standard practice and first-line setting in HER2-negative uh, esophageal and gastric adenocarcinoma in combination with chemotherapy. Based on the results of Keynote 859 data, pembrolizumab with chemotherapy is approved by the FDA on November 16th for metastatic HER2-negative disease, irregardless of pd one expression. Thank you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.